Welcome to the Paper Talk podcast, where we have candid conversations with emerging artists and industry leaders about all things paper flowers. Through this podcast, we hope to continue to share knowledge, connect all of us together, and elevate the artistry of each and every one of us. Hello, I'm Quinn Wen. I'm Jesse Chu. I'm Priscilla Park. Our mission is to share, connect, and elevate the paper floral industry. We are some of the voices behind the Paper Floors Collective. Welcome to our podcast, Paper Talk. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. I cannot believe this is our 30th episode. Today is a little special podcast that we're putting together, Jesse and I. We're going to be going over the reason why we started the Paper Talk podcast. And it's been really exciting to have it start with the three of us, Priscilla, Jesse, and myself. And as the pathway goes, Priscilla, unfortunately, has moved on to another journey in her, what would you call it, Jesse? It's just a change in her life. Yes. <laughs> we all have different stages of lives and exactly. you know, she's decided to pursue teaching instead mm-hmm. and focusing a little bit more on her, her family, her daughter's, you know, getting a little older as well. So and we every, miss her. I know we miss her Thoroughly. so much. <laughs> yeah. But it also shows how far we've come actually. It really you know, does. It started with three of us uh, with a great idea mm-hmm. of, you know, trying to build our community of paper florists and yeah, creatives. And the, yeah. And bringing the engagement in. That yeah. was so important. Just yeah. being able to connect with all these amazing artists around the world. Mm-hmm. And I believe this platform that we brought together has given a voice into the public and just educated the public on what a paper flower means, what a paper florist means. And it's been really amazing to like talk to different vendors like Mike from Cart Finney, Jody from Design Master. We've been able to talk to artists around the world. And in 2020, I can't believe I'm saying this, 2020, we even have more amazing artists from around the world that we'll be talking to, not mm-hmm. only from just the North America. And we have so many Canadians, so many North American artists that we have planned. And it's been really exciting to connect with everybody to have a conversation and just to, I like how you put it, Jesse, a little bit early before we started this podcast. We don't put everyone on a pedestal. We connect with them and we feel like we put a voice with everybody and made a friend. And yeah. that's what this community is all about. We're all friends. Yeah. Podcasting is, I think, the next thing. Mm-hmm. And I think it was a very natural progression for us to move from a very private platform like Facebook where, um, and if you haven't joined, make sure you join the Paper Florist <laughs> Facebook group. It's a private yes. Facebook group. Yeah. Well, but yeah. we mm-hmm. only talk about paper flowers and we share techniques and we share experiences and it's a very warm and friendly environment. Mm-hmm. in which to grow as an artist. And I don't know if you're aware, but I mean, Quinn, you started this Facebook group, I think like two years ago. Yeah, I can't believe it's only been two yeah, years ago. Yeah, it's only been two years. We've got like more than 4,000 members. It's Close crazy. 5,000 now. And yeah, yeah. And then, um, and it's a fantastic platform to for, for us. Um, and initially we had lives there. We had lives where we invited artists mm-hmm. from the group to talk about their art, to talk about their work, to talk about paper flowers. But we found that, yeah, technology is really glitchy and uh, the lives weren't weren't streaming well and we had you know time zone issues especially if you're going to be interviewing people from around the world so when Quinn and I were thinking about well how do we how to grow this mm-hmm. where we can engage with other artists and talk to other artists and podcasts just became a natural extension it's I think technology of the future but it's also a great way to engage other creatives not just paper flowers uh, artists but other creatives to you know, exactly. 
to understand more about our art without having to join a Facebook group. Mm-hmm. You know, they may not be interested in it, but people listen to podcasts all the time. So I think it's a, I think this has been an amazing extension of the Paper Florist Collective, mm-hmm. being able to provide this type of, platform. this type of platform. Yeah. For our artists. And like mm-hmm. you said, we're not just talking to artists. We're talking mm-hmm. to people, creatives. Um, other creatives that, you know, can share their experiences and their ideas that could help elevate our artistry. Mm -hmm. And I think that it has been so eye-opening. I don't know about you. I mean, I love talking to paper florists, but also talking to other people who might not be doing paper flowers, but who can contribute to elevating our business. Exactly. Um, You know, business sides, like, you know. Jacqueline Butler. Yeah. So like talking to sugar artists, talking to to like Marlo and, Mm -hmm. and Kristen, who are artists in their own right, but also specialize in, you know, wholesale or retail or trade shows and getting direct like advice and information from them. I think that's mm-hmm. invaluable because I mean, I live in Toronto. Marlo and Kristen live in Seattle or they're they're located yeah. in Seattle. I would have never reached out to them to ask these really like personal <laughs> uh, probing questions. <laughs> but on the yeah. podcast, it's totally fine, right? Everything's, yeah. it's like a free-for-all. It's kind of expected that, yeah, we talked about what they're, what they're experts at. And I think being able to provide that type of platform for them to share their expertise and then also to share it with our community members who may not have access to these individuals on a one on one basis. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's been really rewarding. Yeah, definitely. If you were at the masterclass that we just had just this year, I can't believe how much things has changed. Change? I know. <laughs> You're so, so right. That was just in April. <laughs> I know. You know, Jesse's pregnant. Her baby's due in just a couple weeks. Okay, yes. And this podcast, um, <laughs> this podcast, podcast, it's going to be amazing. Her second child. And I, I don't know. It's just like, even though in one year, life changes and it's mm-hmm. been really rewarding in certain aspects, a lot of hard work, mm-hmm. putting together this podcast, putting together the Paper Flores Collective, expanding, trying to broaden our horizon, trying to make sure that we have our voice. This platform is a voice that can be heard around the world. And, you know, we have artists from Amsterdam that we talked to this year, from Singapore, from South Korea. And it's just been really eye-opening to see how a Paper Flores from the North America that, you know, we have, it's so huge, but it's Mm -hmm. really interesting because our paper is not made in North America. They're actually made in Europe, Germany, and Italian. It's been really interesting to see how people take this simple form of paper and create such beautiful artwork in so many various ways. I mean, not only are you creating flowers, but people are creating insects like butterflies and grasshoppers and moths and fruits and plants and trees and it's just really crazy to see like this particular paper form that we chose, crepe paper, has become such a huge thing. Mm-hmm. And not only are we just providing it for our clients, we're also working with amazing vendors. I just did one with Joe Malone and Eileen from Singapore. She's worked with some huge branding. I think she did something for Kate Spade and then she's done, she's worked, gosh, it's like a... Um beauty brands. Mm-hmm. She works a lot with beauty brands as well. And Jennifer Tran over in Australia, mm-hmm. Hermes, so many amazing brands. She's even worked with Anthropology, mm-hmm. which has been so crazy awesome. I even brought her plates and some of her <laughs> metal beautiful. work. They're yeah. so gorgeous. And so it's been really exciting to see some of the artists just take wings and just go crazy, amazing with what they can do. Mm-hmm. And we're hoping that the Paper Talk podcast is a platform where we can talk to these artists on a one-on-one basis and give you 
you a little bit of insight, some stories behind why they're doing what they're doing. Yeah, for sure. I think part of it is connecting our listeners with these people who we are, who we're talking to you know, in a way that's accessible. If if I can just go into one of the comments that was made under our episode, I think 28, and that was about my book, Paper Flower Art. But I mean, reading through some of the comments were so inspiring. Yes. Um, thank you for everyone who's left comments. But Jane Suh's comment just kind of hit home for us when we were yeah. reading through and reviewing these comments, because I think it's really true. Here, let me just read what she says and then we'll discuss it. She says, hello, congratulations on the podcast and congratulations to Jesse and the book. I really love listening to the podcast. I'm a Torontarian living in England and listening to your podcast brings a bit of home to me and connects me with other creative people. I've dabbled in paper flowers for years now, but I think I would like to become a bit more serious about this art form. And I think Jesse's book would be of a great help. And if you and or anyone who is part of the collective considers coming to England to do more workshops, please get in touch. Keep up the great work. It just, I mean, it hit home for Quinn and I because it just shows how just maybe our voices <laughs> or our <laughs> weekly episodes can kind of engage our followers and engage paper florists from around the world in ways that we didn't expect mm-hmm. at the beginning. Yeah. But it's so nice to hear that we are home and we're familiar to a lot of people that, you know, we're not just a voice. We can connect people together and make them kind of be inspired to be more involved with paper flowers, whether it's workshop form, whether it's book form, whatever form, it doesn't matter. But having that type connection. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that's really inspiring. It inspires us to continue to do the podcast. You know, we know that we're not like talking into a black hole. People are listening. (laughs) And thank you for all the comments. It's really, it makes our hearts so happy to hear that we're touching so many people lives and just helping you become a better paper floors and showing you the stories behind everybody because Mm -hmm. everyone is a human being and everyone have a story that needs to be heard and talked about. And it's been so rewarding. I know listening to all these amazing artists and I don't know, it's just been really, it became, this podcast become more than what I expected. And it's just been really rewarding for me. It's been Yes, it's been great. And I mm-hmm. and I, I mean, like one of the reasons why we decided to kind of, um, I mean, in the podcast, delineate the different types of topics that we're talking about. You know, for example, Artist Spotlight, Friends of the Paper Florist Collective, uh, Over Coffee is to kind of um, show that there are different topics of interest for our community. I don't know about you, but over coffees are always fun. I know, <laughs> I really love I mean, that. really like, they're great because they're just really conversations that we have outside of the podcast that we bring into the podcast and we just talk about anything, anything paper or flower related. So yes. if any of you guys do have suggestions or comments about what you want to hear from us, make sure you leave a comment in the suggestion box on the front page of the podcast. But I mean, over the last 30 episodes, I mean, we've done a couple of Wilbur Coffee episodes where I think I've heard feedback has been been really helpful for yeah. a lot of artists. We talked briefly about uh, what's in our toolbox. Mm-hmm. And as much as we think, oh, you know, this is what everyone has. It's not true. Yeah. You know, we, in our minds, we're like, oh yeah, we all use the same things. But no, it's not true. And that was really interesting. A real like reminder to myself that no, like, you know, we have our ways. Other people have their ways. Yep. And it's so important to share how we use our materials and tools mm-hmm. because that's how we grow exactly. as an artist. 
Yeah. 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 If you guys want to check out more of the different types of podcasts that we have listed, go to the paperflourish.org. We have all the podcasts listed there. And one thing that we want to build into next year is if you guys have workshop around the world, send us a message. Let us know. We would love to do this platform, not only on the Facebook group, but on this particular website and list your workshops that you have coming up. Send us a message, send us comments. We're all about input, about growing this particular platform. And and it's been really so heartwarming to see so many amazing workshops because, you know, the reason why we want more workshop is because it makes people fall in love with doing paper flowers. And the more people and the more people that we have in the community doing it, the more supplies that will be able to come. Because I would say when we first started doing paper flowers, back when we started, Jesse, it was really hard to get like German paper or Italian paper. Mm-hmm. And now we even have more colors and more suppliers. And it's just going to be more beneficial for our community to have more people involved. For sure. And if you are doing, I mean, (laughs) Quinn and I have been talking about 2020 and yeah, we want to share your, you know, your workshops, your events, your business. We Mm -hmm. want to celebrate those as well. So make sure you leave us a comment and we can definitely share it with our members. Speaking of workshops, if you guys haven't listened to episode 14, that's where Quinn, Priscilla and I talk about our workshop experiences. And there's some good nuggets in there in terms of, you you know, what to look out for and how to plan out a workshop. Be sure to listen to that. Yeah, that was a really good episode. I really yeah. enjoyed that. It was eye-opening because each of our styles is so completely different mm-hmm. and how we bring into the workshop. It just gives you a different perspective on mm-hmm. what you need to prepare to get your mindset, your toolbox, mm-hmm. the settings that you need to be aware of before you walk into your own workshop. And then what do you do after your workshop? I think that's mm-hmm. a really another important step that people kind of like, oh, I'm done with the workshop. I don't have to do anything more. But mm-hmm. yes, you actually do. Mm-hmm. Follow-up is really important because you want these people that brought your workshop to have an amazing experience and you want to be able to make your next workshop even better. Follow-up is important. Yeah, absolutely. I have to say the other discussion that we had that was really interesting was when we talked about your TV segment. Yes. <laughs> For one, not everyone gets... <laughs> to go on TV two or three times. Um, But it was such an interesting segment because it's such, it's like, um, it's like where people, you know, for example, they work with big commercial clients, but we don't talk about it. We don't talk about how, how it came to be, you know, Mm -hmm. what actually happened on set, stuff like that. So same with TV segments, like nobody talks about it. It just, you know, you just know that they appear on it, but the actual nitty gritty, like, oh my gosh, what happens when you actually get there? Or even before you get there. Like, exactly. how do you have those discussions with, mm-hmm. you know, producers or whoever approached you about the TV segment? Like, that yep. was a really interesting episode, I thought. It's different. It's it's not something that I've heard about mm-hmm. in other podcasts. So that, I, yeah, I was just like, speaking of which, that was a really interesting <laughs> one. <laughs> <laughs> it really was. It was just been really eye-opening. And I think just listening to it kind of gets your your headset in the right way when you walk into a situation. It could be any situation. You never know who you're going to meet mm-hmm. that will yeah. give you this opportunity to be on TV. Yeah. And I would say be open to these opportunities that comes across because you grab it with two hands and run sure. with it. For and sure. And that was episode 20, by the way. If you haven't listened to that one, uh, listen to it because Quinn has, I mean, Quinn's experience was amazing. She really gave you like the behind the scenes of what to expect when you might be on a TV segment. But like you said, I mean, it's not just a TV segment. It's any kind of, any any time. Yeah. Publicity where you have to like, you know, turn it on. Like, what do you do? How do you prepare? What do you expect? 
So that was really interesting. Yeah. I think the big key thing from that is always have a bullet point in your head. What do you want to get out from this? What message do you want to get across to the public? And just hold it firm in your mind and every situation or every question that comes across, just make sure that you point that out. And it's once you have that, then you know that you walked out with what you wanted to get the message across. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I think that actually applies to many different situations. Yes, many. <laughs> when we were talking about, and I don't know if we've ever brought this up, but <laughs> we were, when we were playing the masterclass, we were like, you know, there's so many things going on. Yes. You need to make sure that the participants leave with X, Y, and Z. Exactly. And I think that's applicable to workshops, to any kind of time mm-hmm. that you have to, you know, you're preparing to do something that probably is, will keep everything kind of in line as opposed to overwhelm you. So anyways, speaking of which, so we have over coffee discussions, which take a look. Yeah. Like Quinn said, take a look at the blog post with all of our different segments, because mm-hmm. we've talked about a couple of really important things over the last 30 episodes. Um, just us talking about our own experiences, hopefully it'll help you and explore some of the artists as well, because some some of the artists, we didn't just talk to them about their art. We talked about their branding. For example, Margie, we talked yeah. to her about branding because she's such a huge voice in our community. Um, and her branding is so spot on. Like it's so spot on. You you just know it's her work. Yep. And I think that whether or not you care about, you know, yeah. work being branded that way, just some of the comments that she makes about mm-hmm. what's important when finding your brand, which exactly. extends not only to logos and, you know, graphics, yeah. but also your style, your yep. creative aesthetic. How you present yourself in your yeah. stories. That yeah. is key. Yeah. yeah. And I think she made some fantastic comments in her episode. Oh, you know, another one that really brought home for me is I'm all about building relationship. And then Kelly mm-hmm. Lemon with episode. 24, she Mm -hmm. talked about how to build that community with Mm -hmm. your clients and the community that you're actually on. It's just really eye-opening and just so meaningful. How do you build that relationship? How do you maintain it and how do you grow it? Mm-hmm. Episode 24 was really good for me. Yeah. She has a really unique experience, sorry, perspective on that. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, she's a photographer, but at the same time, I think I'm seeing a perspective, different perspective yep. and what could happen in your own business or in your own community. I think that was a real eye-opener. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's some things that she does that I would have never thought of. She spoke at the Masterclass as well. And she was a fantastic speaker on that topic. Yeah. And then my other favorite one is episode number 18 with Eileen Lim from Singapore. Mm, oh yes. my gosh, she is the most bubbly person she I've is. ever met. <laughs> she is. And you're pretty bubbly. <laughs> But I remember, like, yes, I mean, when we chatted, with, she's a fantastic paper florist and yes. her personality is so bubbly. It's like a real reflection of her art. I don't know if you guys seen what her art looks like, what her flowers look like, but they're always like colorful and it just vibrant. makes you want to smile. Yeah. And that's like her personality. Yep. So I like, I mean, I'm not surprised why she is successful Yeah, um, the way that she is. And then another international person that I want to do a shout out is Jasmine. Yeah. She's just been incredible. She is actually from Singapore, but she married a Korean guy from South uh, Korea. And it's just been really amazing to have her break into another culture. Even though she, yes. she's Asian, there's many different types of cultures that is very prevalent in Asia. Mm-hmm. And it was just really eye-opening to hear her stories on how she was able to become a paper artist in Korea. And so that was really amazing and eye-opening. That's a really good episode. That episode yeah. was one of the beginning ones, right? That we did? It was episode 15. 15. Yeah. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like halfway I mean, through. <laughs> I know. It was like, yeah, no, I totally agree. Jasmine, first of all, is, <laughs> has a very strong personality. Yeah. Very fun. Very yes. fun. No, it is. It was really interesting talking to her about the market in Asia, which is so different from the market here in North America. And I'm sure in Europe as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, very insightful in terms of um, learning about how to market to those, those that market, mm-hmm. in the Asian market, whether it's workshop or paper flowers. Yeah. I've been really happy for her. She's bringing paper, like paper flowers and crepe paper to Asia. So exactly. Yeah. It's been amazing to yeah. see that happen. Yeah. Yep. And then another one where a couple people mentioned, thanked us for doing the episode number 21, how to preserve your flowers. Mm. We get so many questions about that. Oh, and yes. So we explored <laughs> all the different <laughs> methods on how to preserve your flowers and the ways that we do to help give a little longevity to our paper flowers. So that one's a good one if you want to listen to that one. And yeah. of course... The saddest one was saying goodbye to Priscilla. Mm-hmm. And that was episode number 16. If you want to shed a couple of tears, <laughs> that's a good one to listen to. <laughs> so we that do was... have a lot of laughters. We do cry a little bit. Yeah. It was, a t- oh. well, I mean, like it, it was, um, it was a good episode in the sense that we won. We got a chance to say goodbye to her. But also I think some, you know, a lot of creatives can relate as well to some aspect that maybe at some point, point in whether it's because it didn't work out or it did work out way too well that you may want to change your pace and yeah. uh, making that decision I think difficult but mm-hmm. I mean Priscilla was clear that it's the right choice for her so we're really happy for her but it's definitely I, I think it was an episode that yeah we shed tears but I also know. also showed how complicated being an entrepreneur can be it's not just the love of the art but it's also running a business and yeah. sometimes that sometimes that can take a toll which is why on their next episode we're gonna be talking about why we're gonna take a break <laughs> <laughs> yeah so let's Listen to the next episode and it's all about <laughs> because you know Jesse is pregnant and mm-hmm. she really needs to go on maternity leave and she needs to like take <laughs> yeah. a break and focus on her family. I will have no choice, let's be honest. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> My life is gonna be dictated by this little bundle, this little sausage. <laughs> We'll have no choice, to be honest. Yeah, I can't wait to see yeah. baby pictures to I know, share. It's soon. I it know. is going to be soon. But yeah, I mean, there's so many episodes that we can go through that. the other One of the other ones that actually jumped out at me was with Alicia. Oh, yeah. Sweetie. I mean, she's... It, it's so weird. Uh, we're talking about celebrities. Yes, I know. <laughs> she we is are. one of them. And if you're like, you know, if you just Google any kind of flower studies, she has yes. a ton of them on her blog, Flirty Fleurs. And like, it's it's recognizable. So you won't be able to, mm-hmm. so you would know. You would know. Yep. So if you Google it and rose studies come up, like those familiar like graphics, those are from her blog. And she does a lot of these flower studies. But mm-hmm. her uh, podcast with us was about talking was t- about talking about how to collaborate with florists and how to work with florists. And I think that is such a hot topic for us mm-hmm. because the reality is a lot of, you know, if we are retained by brides, a lot of them have florists or they don't know how to incorporate a florist into their wedding. And I think part of it, like, you know, for our community is educating our clients about floristry, but also I think one of the points that Alicia brought up was also educating florists about um, how we can contribute to creating or, or, you know, 
creating that vision for a client while collaborating with a florist. And so I thought, yeah, talking to Alicia was so interesting, um, seeing it from mm-hmm. her perspective uh, as a florist. And also because she's so down to earth. It's so weird. Like she's weird as in, well, I always thought she she's was- so humble. Yeah, about- she's so humble. And yet she yeah. is so well known so um, well in the known. floristry community. Like yeah. it's- And her floral technical knowledge is just- amazing. It's just, she has so much to share and I can see why she is an instructor and a well-known instructor at that point. Mm -hmm. And she just has this beautiful calming presence that Mm -hmm. I think any instructor should carry is when you teach somebody that's brand new and you're teaching something that they've never learned, having that calming presence just is so reassuring to the students. And it just makes things so much easier and you're not so anxious about trying something new. So I do love that. Now I always think about when I walk into a workshop, like, okay, I got to Pull in my Alicia, be very calm because I am super excited, as you know. And I just want to just like dive right in. It's like, come on, everybody. This is going to be so much fun. Yeah, guys, if you ever have an opportunity to take a, a workshop with Alicia, we highly recommend it. I mean, not just because it's Alicia, but also because I think if you're going to try to, I mean, making arrangements, it's a totally different beast yes. from making just one paper flower. It's just yep. different, different techniques, different creative process. And I mean, I think it's unfair to, to expect yourself to be mm-hmm. able to do it naturally. You know, florists have to train to make arrangements. And I think that's the same as any artist, paper flower artist who wants to make like bouquets and centerpieces in a way that, you know, that confidently, I would say. So yeah, and Alicia's calming way, she's fantastic. She's such a, yeah, I was really surprised when I met her at the masterclass, how down to earth and humble and relatable she is. Totally not what I expected, but <laughs> great surprise. She's such, yeah, I can call her a friend now. So it's nice. I know. It is really, really nice. Yeah. I know that I can text her, call her mm-hmm. and she'll like, Alicia, what do you call this flower? And she'll like, oh yeah, flat. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> and I was always like, oh, I need to learn my flower. <laughs> <laughs> but why? You have a friend. <laughs> She's my lifeline. <laughs> so much fun. Oh, and so, gosh. Gosh, 2020, you guys, we have an amazing lineup prepared for you guys after Jesse takes her maternity leave. So mm-hmm. just a heads up for a part of December, part of January, we're going to take a little bit of break. So that way Jesse can be with her family and her newborn mm-hmm. and then we'll bring her back and we'll work her well, really hard. to be clear, it's not just for me. To be clear, it's not just for me. It is the holidays. It is. Thank um, goodness. If there's any time to take a break for us as entrepreneurs, it would be the holidays when, you know, it might not be as busy to also kind of recollect, refresh, and then plan for the next year. But, you know, it coincides with my, my, the birth of my second child too. So I guess it's just, it coordinates perfectly. <laughs> so awesome. Well, thank you so much, everybody, for listening to this particular uh, podcast. We love giving you a recap of all the different episodes that we've done this year, our first year of doing podcasts for the Paper Yay. Forest. So we are so excited and we cannot wait to have you listen to the next one for 2019, the last one. And then we're going to take a break and then we'll be back in 2020 with new artists, new techniques, new over the coffee. And it's going to be really amazing to tell you about 2020. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be awesome. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks guys. (laughs) Thanks.